They're the poor. What do they invest in? A car, beer, pizza, beer, <laughs> football, going out, that sort of stuff, right? And I'm not saying this, I'm not judging anyone, but I'm saying the rich invest in themselves. So the big question is this How are investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski, and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hi guys, how are you going? So, look, we had a few technical difficulties, but here we are. Now, um, if you're watching us live, we're doing a live stream in our group, Positive Property Club Facebook. Come and join us, um, Australian Eastern Central Time, Eastern Standard Time, not Central Time, at 6.35 p.m. Come and join us on Facebook, that's where we are. And if you're listening to a podcast, hello and welcome, and you're probably driving somewhere or whatever, and hello. What I'd like to do is I'd like to say just thank you to all our fans and listeners all around the world. We've um, we hit 73, now we're down to 114, but we're still there in the top 200 in the podcast charts of iTunes. That's for checking out our podcast, uh, Positive Property with George Markowski. Yeah, so I just want to say thank you for that. And if you haven't subscribed, and if you haven't rated, reviewed it, please do it, um, and I'll, what I'll do is um, I'll post a link later on, and if you can do that, I'm actually... Do having... it, you won't regret it. <laughs> That's right. Now, listen, what I like to do is, um, I think, a thing is called goal stacking. Okay. That's where I stack goals. And, um, you know, recently came out, my little dirty little secret came out, and um, I got caught on video. <laughs> now, I like to play VR games. I really enjoy it. And, but what I do is to make get more use out of it, I actually put on some katsu bands and a waist and a vest with lots of weights on it so I can have a workout at the same time. It's a bit ridiculous, but, you know, it's sort of... For I those of you it, who don't know, VR is virtual reality video game where you look like you've got a toaster on your head and then you go around in circles and you pretend that you're fighting people. Yeah, and <laughs> I really enjoy that. It's a great way to... Um, Sort of, but now you're getting a workout because you're wearing a weight vest, right? Exactly, exactly. And you're except, wearing a katsu, which is like a big rubber band around your legs to cut off your circulation. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to do a video and show you later. But um, the the katsu is fine. But I must say the weight the weight vest is quite hard and difficult, and I find it a little bit too challenging. But the reason we're talking about goal stacking is because what you want to do when you invest in property is you really want to make sure you're getting the best out of everything. And one of those things that you can stack is actually lowering your tax. Yes, and the other goal stacking thing you can do, which I love, and this is what I want to talk about specifically as well, is if you download our podcast and you're driving to work or you're doing something boring like doing the washing or cleaning your car. It's like background tasks. You can put you can put yeah. your little ear pods in and listen to us and we can motivate you. So if you're washing your car at the moment, yes, you can do that. Well done. Or if you're doing your washing. See, I'm having a glass of red tonight and the reason I'm having a glass of red, I've had a very... I've had a stressful day today, okay? That's the fact of it. Poor Georgie. No, look. He's had a stressful day. Guys, he's used to being retired, so you've pulled him out of retirement. He's back working just for you, so you can be successful. this glass is so full. Now, the fact of it is, I overcommitted and I had a lot of appointments today, back after back, and seriously, it was way too much. And, you know, it was self-imposed. Self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. So... We're going to talk about tax today. Yes, because we're goal stacking with getting an investment property 
and lowering your tax. Now, we actually had this question that was asked in the group from Finny Fan. And Finny Fan, I believe you are new to the group, so welcome. And welcome, Finny Fan. You've actually asked, can anyone tell me how to pay less tax? Thanks. Great question. Now, look. It's really funny because we've had so many answers. We've had everywhere from earn less to, you know, stop working sort of answers from a lot of different people, which is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Now, if you look in the corner of this video, up that way, just follow my finger, you can actually see a photo of me proposing to Christina because you can just see it right in the corner, just barely. Now, listen, this is what I want to talk about, tax and how to save tax. Now, there's two main ways people save tax. One is earning less. Mm-hmm. do not a good way to do it. Not what you want to do. Not and the, the other, the other way people do it is by spending more. Still not a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. And what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the smart way of doing it. And really, this is the difference between the rich and the poor. And once you learn the difference between the rich and the poor, you're going to really understand it. So there's a guy called Robert Kiyosaki. Mm-hmm. Right? He wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He had a rich dad and a poor dad. The poor dad was a professor. The rich dad dropped out of high school but was a businessman. Right? And the rich dad obviously was rich and the poor dad was poor. And interesting how one of them was educated in school but wasn't quite there. And they don't teach this in school. That's the whole point. Mm. And, you know, I, um, I was going to go to uni. And I was lucky I didn't get, end up in uni. I ended up selling teddy bears instead and ended up um, getting a job um, in, as an art dealer, which was a lot of fun. But let's go back to the tax. So the secret to rich and the poor is this. Let's go back to assets and liabilities. Okay. Right. Good place to start. That's a very important thing. Let's lay our foundations here with the assets. We're going to lay our foundation when we talk about tax because really at the end of the day, the foundations are the key. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people, what they do, I get so many people messaging me and calling me and saying, George, I want some advice about this property. And I say, look, get your foundations right first before I give you advice because otherwise my advice is not really going to be relevant. And guys, if you've got any questions tonight, Type in the chat, say hello. If I'm checking all the, the comments here. I've got us I'm watching. I'm keeping an eye on you yeah. all so you can leave your comments there. That's great. And also, um, if you're listening to us on my personal page, YouTube, on our podcast, wherever you are, head on down to Positive Property Club in Facebook. Join over 3,500 people of like-minded investors that are increasing income and impact in their lives. And this is a real thriving group of investors and this is where we live. And this is the one thing I look forward to. You know, I was really looking forward to having a glass of wine, having a chat to you guys. And that's great. So let's talk about the foundation. So the foundation is this. One, you need to know the difference between an asset and a liability. Okay. And how do you figure that out? Okay. What an are you doing? asset, right? An asset makes you money and okay. grows. A liability costs you money. Right. So I'm going to do a bit of a quiz. If you guys want to enter the question, and Christina will answer the question, is a car an asset or liability? Let's have a look here, guys. Absolutely, Mark Andre. Financial literacy is so important. Foundation 101, 100%. It is, it is. So is a car an asset or liability? Is a car an asset or liability? Type and comment below, let me know. Comment below, let me know. But look, I'll give you the answer anyway. It can be both, but mostly it's a liability. Right. So when is a car an asset? If you're an Uber driver, a car is an asset because you need to get to work. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember when I first started in business, I didn't have a car. And I had to catch a train to go to my meetings. <laughs> so it was crazy. And the thing is, I've always been in the mind, if I'm going to buy a car, I'm not going to buy a brand new car 
because when you buy a brand new car, you lose 20%, 30% off the bat straight away. What I want to do is I want to buy a couple of years old so I can don't have, get punished for you know, buying it brand new and driving it over the curb. Mm -hmm. Two, I don't change cars often. I keep them for a long time. If people know me for a while, I'll buy a car and I'll just keep it for ages. And that's just my personal preference because really at the end of the day, buying and selling cars costs money and time and I couldn't be bothered. I'm not really into cars, even though I like driving nice cars. You know, okay. I drive a convertible Porsche, great, but I don't think Porsches are amazing. You don't buy a new one every year. I don't buy a new one every year. I bought no my way. Porsche before I met you. Yeah. Didn't I? So I've had my Porsche a long, long time because I've known Christina for a while. But I don't care because it sits in the garage anyway. You've got to know the difference between asset and liability. Yes. And basically, what are you going to borrow money for? What are you not going to borrow money for? You've got it, Stacey. Liability. Car is a yes, liability. Yes, it is, definitely. Absolutely. Now, okay, we're going to move on to something different. What is your principal place of residence? Where you're living. This where is you the live. house you now, where is that, right? Is that an asset liability? Please type in the your question below. You're an occupier. You're an occupier. Because I'm going to answer this. Because my friend Robert Kiyosaki, and my mentor, and uh, I've been following Robert Kiyosaki for a while. And what I love about Robert Kiyosaki, he drew the cash flow quadrant. And actually, um, you know, I think Mark's watching us at the moment. Hi, Mark. We spoke a couple of days ago, and we spoke about Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad being one of the pivotal books that we read. And it really was. And I really enjoyed meeting Robert Kiyosaki and having a chat to him. We got on from the... Um, straight away, you know, because he's not very patient and unless you're really straight down the line and really explain yourself quickly, he will lose patience and actually swear at you. But he didn't swear at me, which is lucky. But one thing about Robert, which is fascinating, because, you know, I was saying to Robert, I was saying, Robert, you know, I'm very frustrated because, you know, I'm very well known and I'm renowned for investing in property and I've got members all around Australia. I've been on Channel 9, Channel 7 and all over the place. And people pay me a lot of money to get my advice on property. But then I've got people in my own family and they can do really well out of property and they ignore my advice, ignore everything. I said, what's going on? That's my head in. And Robert Kiyosaki, because he's much more famous than I am, he said he's got the same problem. He's got the same problem. He's got yeah. the same problem. So he said, George, it's not you. It's yeah. them. He said, you know, he goes, look at me, Robert Kiyosaki. Everyone knows me. And most of his family are still poor and still doing... Yeah the stuff the wrong way. So I was very, you know, one thing about meeting Robert and understanding he's got the same challenges as me, you know, I really appreciated that because, you know, it's funny how, you know, you can give someone a gift, but unless they accept it, they can't accept it. That's right. And, you know, most people are stuck inside their own world and their own little mindset. You know, it's a bit, very much like the elephant. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to tell you the story of the elephant? Well, maybe we'll save that for next time, George. <laughs> We're going back to how we can save tax. And has it got to do with the tax? Has well, elephant got to do with the tax? At the end of the day, it's all got to do with the same thing, right? We're talking okay. about assets and liabilities here. Is an elephant an asset or a liability? <laughs> well, if you own a circus and you're unethical, it's an asset. But otherwise, a liability, right? So we, we're laying the foundations with understanding that your principal place you're living in, your own occupier, is actually a liability because it's not making you money, right? That's what Robert Kiyosaki says. Now, I agree and disagree at the same time. Okay. So I think when you're starting out, when you're starting out, a lot of people want to get their own occupier first. I think it's a mistake. What you want to do is maximize your tax savings. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But because of that, you really want to do rent vesting. And I was talking to one of our circle of safety um, 
actually one of our finance brokers that works with us in Queensland, and he's reinvesting at the moment. He's in Brisbane renting this beautiful apartment, but he's investing where he wants to invest because that's a smart way to do it, rent vesting. So rent vesters, what they do is they rent where they want to live and invest where they want to invest. And your house is not necessarily an investment. It can be, but you need to balance out your portfolio of properties to pay for the house that you live in. Now, I rented for a long time, right? And I wanted to live on the beach. I lived on the beach and I was paying $1,000 a week, but it didn't matter because I wanted to live on the beach. Now, when your property can become an asset is down the track because you've got capital growth and you yes. get that money for free. That's right. And if anyone's read the book, Millionaire Next Door, and this book was written in America about um, how people became rich in America. Most people became rich in America, 99% of them through the properties they owned. Nice. Right? 90% of self-made billionaires made it through property. So really, at the end of the day, property is where it's at. And seriously, if you're not investing in property, you're seriously missing out. Sorry about the FOMO, but it's true. So there you go. So really what we do is the rich invest in assets. Mm -hmm. So the rich will invest in, this is what the rich invest in, you know, investment properties, you know, maybe shares, portfolio, education, mentors, health, organic food, fitness, gym membership. Absolutely. Right? Um, library, that sort of stuff. Now the poor, what do they invest in? A car, beer, pizza, beer, <laughs> football, going out, that sort of stuff, right? And I'm not saying, I'm not judging anyone, but I'm saying the rich invest in themselves and the biggest investment you can make is investing in yourself. And the second biggest investment is property. Because really, you're the biggest investment you should be investing in yourself. And I'd just like to do a quick shout out to Philip Cooch. Um, he said, thanks, George and Christina, for getting me my second investment in property. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you so much, Philip. Thank you. Really love you. You're an awesome member. I love when people share the love. And thank you so much for joining us, Philip. You're awesome. And look, um, and Philip is one of our members. And what our goal is, is we want to empower 10,000 Australians to create financial freedom through investing in property using the Mikoski method and he's one of those 10,000 who's going to make it. We're going to be sharing Philip's secret to lowering his tax as well. And the thing is, people like Philip, what they're doing is they're getting out of their comfort zone, investing in property. Mm. But not only that, they're making the world better, not just for themselves, but for the people around them. I really believe that the, the life you want, the holidays you want, the lifestyle you want, the car you want, the family you want, is all one property portfolio way. And really it's about that. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about assets and liabilities. So, so people that borrow money to buy a car, to go on holiday, mm -hmm. or do something like that, that is a liability, it's not a smart idea. The, what you wanna borrow money for is you wanna borrow money to improve yourself, to uh, educate yourself and to buy property. And maybe if you're really smart for business, that's the thing. So now let's talk about tax. Right? Let's get to the good stuff. This is what we came here for. Exactly. Let's talk about tax and how we're going to work it out. Well, the fact of it is we spoke about three different ways of lowering your tax. Okay. Number one, earn less. Earn less. That's right? what people were saying. And then you're eating baked beans for dinner. Not good. Number two, get more expenses okay. and just blow your money so you've got more business expenses or expenses. So if you're a business, you can have more business expenses. If you're a person, you can have more expenses depending We're on... We're not recommending these options, by the no, way. No, no. We're just saying what people have commented. Now, the smart way, and this is the way I like to do it, and this is the clever way, 
there's a few loopholes in the government the taxation department that are done on purpose because the Australian government wants you to invest in property because they can't afford to house everyone. So they're actually helping us. So really, we can use these little known loopholes and actually get our tax back through depreciation. And what I love about this is I love, what I love, really love about doing this is because one, I don't like paying tax. Two, I don't want to waste money and blow it to pay less tax. No. Or make less money to pay less tax. That's crazy. I want to make more money. But what I really like doing, I like losing money on paper, but making it in real life. Absolutely. And that is the key, right? That is the key there. Imagine That's how you want to do it. So most of our members, right, they're getting $85 a week back in their pay packet every week yes. from the tax department, money that would have diverted to the tax department and never seen again. Through investing in property. Now, imagine this. Imagine if I could get you a little letter that you could write to the government and then the tax band is going to give you $85 back every week. And you get that check in the mail every week. Yep. For each and that's your tax dollars. And that's for that each, go back and that's into for, your pocket. And that's for each property. Nice. Right? So imagine if you had two properties, that's like $170 a week. If you had three properties, it's more. And if it was 10 properties, that's $850 back from the government each week on tax back. Now we're talking. Pretty powerful. And the power of using paper losses is very important. And that's the secret of the rich. So what the rich do is the rich don't lose real money and save tax. They try to lose it on paper, but not lose it in real life. Yeah. So when I go and buy a property, I'll go and buy a property and on paper it will be losing money. But because my depreciation and tax back in real life, I'll be making money. And many times I buy a property, it's making me... 20, I bought a property recently, it's making me $120 a week. Nice. And that's because on paper, so in real life, I'm getting $120 in my pocket, but on paper, I'm losing money. And because I'm losing money on paper, the government wants to subsidise and helps me pay for it. Now, this is, look, it's ethical because it's written in the government rules. It's part of the rules, so it's ethical. So anyone that's going to go on and go, oh, George, you're unethical getting money. You're, you're, a rich, you're a rich bastard and you're getting money off the government. No, I'm doing it because I'm housing people and I'm helping the government. And I really believe it's ethical. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't ethical. We're not one of these companies that teaches you how to negotiate and you know get, get a property really cheap of some grandma that's selling a house. What we want to do is buy real property and help people live there and do good for the community. And overall, we're doing a, a service for everyone and Gus giving the money back to the tax department, nothing wrong with that because what we're doing with the money from the tax department is we're housing people and it's great. And I'd rather have it in my pocket than have it in ScoMo's pocket any day of the week. We've just had a really good question from Julia Short. Depreciating existing property or does it have to be new property? Yes, good question. What happened was several years ago, the government unfortunately changed the rules. Mm -hmm. So if you bought I don't know the exact date right now because I've forgotten the date now, but if you bought a property past a certain date, which is about two or three years ago, then you can't depreciate the, the, the fixtures and fittings anymore, only the building. Yep. But if you buy a brand new property, you get the building and the fixtures and fittings. What I'm actually doing is I've, I'm having um, BMT. Uh, BMT are a, a surveying company. And what they do is they survey properties and help create depreciation schedules that you can send to your accountant to get money back. For those of you who don't know, depreciation schedule is the thing that you use to get your tax back and it's what you get on a brand new property. So you can get those tax dollars back in your pocket every week. And look, and you can get it on a property that's not brand new yet as well. 
but unfortunately it's not very high anymore. It's very minimal. Yes, and yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to be doing a case study and I'm going to be going through a brand new property. And a, versus and a, a property versus that's a property four years old. Four years old, and I'm going to be showing you the numbers and showing you which one's a better deal and it all depends on how much income you earn. And Absolutely. that's the key. So a lot of people ask me for advice on property and really at the end of the day, you need to be clear on what you've got and where you're going and how much income you make before you can get advice because different properties suit different people. Because yes. for some people, that four-year-old property is better. For other people, the new property is better. And I'm going to be showing people the numbers and going through the cash flow calculator and really sharing all my secrets. And I'm going to be doing that next week. And it's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to be releasing it in this group. So guys, um, if you've got any friends that are interested in property, please invite them to come along to this group, you know, and invite them to check out our podcast. It'd be great. Absolutely. But basically, that's how you get your tax back. And what you do is, what we do is we're buying brand new property with depreciation and we're getting our tax dollars and we're using it to put it into property and grow our property. Because you've got two choices of your tax. We've got four choices. We've got one, earn less. Stupid idea. Two, spend money on the tax deduction, which is not going to really help. Mm. Three, we've got the choice of actually losing money on paper and getting our money back. And this $85 a week that you're getting, or whatever it is, depending on your income, might be a little bit more or less. Well, that's going to be that money you would have given to the government anyway and got nothing out of it. And now we're diverting it to property. So the real one of the keys to our strategy is, you know, one, one key is really finding high-growth properties and properties in the top 100. There's 16,000 suburbs around Australia. What we want to do is we want to get to the top 100 suburbs because that's going to help us the most. But number two is we want to divert our tax dollars and get our tax dollars paying for our property. You know, that's called leverage. It's very, very smart. You know, Ford, Henry Ford, he was the king of leverage. And what he did, he said, I'd rather have 1% of 100 people than 100% of one person, especially myself. So what I'm really doing at the end of the day is when we get the property, the tax man, the tenant, the bank, and the circle of safety doing all the heavy lifting, and then you just sit back and make passive money. Passive money is like having a golden goose that lays a golden egg. And it got, lays it whether you're sleeping or whether you're awake. It doesn't matter. With those matter. golden eggs, send right? them my way. <laughs> and each property, that's what it does. And it keeps laying that golden egg, and then they double every 7, 10, or 12 years, and they keep going up. You know what I mean? It's exciting stuff. Property's amazing, guys, especially in Australia. It's one of those beautiful unicorn countries where, you know, it just keeps going up no matter what's happening. Yes, so. and um, what I want to do is I want to really share my presentation about what's happening in the world stage, which is fascinating. I recently did the top 100 and the bottom 100 no-go zones. Yes, the, we're releasing the no-go zones very soon. We're releasing the no-go zones. So, guys... um. What I'm going to be doing is I'm going to release the no-go zones, and this is the areas where you don't want to buy. But also, if you've got a property in these areas, you might want to consider getting rid of that property before it drops, because mm. there's some areas in Australia that are going to drop like a lead balloon. I don't know if you can imagine a balloon. If it was made out of lead, what would happen to it? It'd be going straight down. I think we get the picture. <laughs> I thought I'd just say it. Anyway, and really, at the end of the day, we want to stay away from those areas, and what we're going to do is stay, stick to the top 100, or at least you know, avoid the bottom 100. Yeah, we've had a really good um, question from Jeremy. So he's saying, do you need a depreciation schedule of about 15000 to earn $80 a week? No. Yes. Absolutely not. It no, doesn't no. have to be that much at all. No, no. Yes, it does. I've done numbers on depreciation schedules of 10000 and it depends on your taxable income. Well, okay. This is the deal. The depreciation, right, 
and then you're going to look at. So what happens with um, with with the money back? It really comes down to this: interest rate, rent, council fees, water. There's services. a lot of variables. There's yeah. a lot of variables. So really, there's no black or white yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. That's so we're both right. We're both, we're both, I don't have to fight you over that, George. No, 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 no you're, both, you're both right, but I'm saying there's no black or white, depending on your income. But uh, uh, the answer is yes, it could be that much, or depending on the property and depending on you know how much tax you're paying, you could get a depreciation schedule that could be lower as well for the first year. That's right, that's right, exactly. Yeah. But, um, but yes, you need a depreciation schedule to do it. Absolutely. But it, but it could be anywhere from 10000 upwards. But yeah. Most depreciation schedules are between twelve. To about sixteen thousand. That's roughly it. Yeah. In the level we're going in, because we're normally buying properties between three hundred fifty to four hundred fifty thousand. Another good question Jeremy's asked is um, BMT versus accountants for depreciation. Okay, you need to get uh, BMT or someone like that, a quantity surveyor, to do the actual depreciation schedule. Accountant can't do that. They're not qualified. They're not actually licensed to do that. Then the accountant actually does the depreciation, does the actual ITWV, internal tax withholding variation, to get your money on a weekly basis. Yes. You need both. So you need both. You, you need, need both. BMT and the accountant to actually yep. implement it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be BMT, but I like BMT. That's who I use. That's who our members use. And people who are part of our group, they get a discount BMT. I'm actually interviewing BMT next week to talk about this mm. and have a really good chat about so how So stay it tuned for that podcast. It's going to be a really exciting episode, guys. It's going to be great because I want to go through some live numbers and show you how the numbers work. Yes. You know? And, um, you know, I think that's important. Awesome. Fantastic. So, George, have we covered tax? How to get your tax back? Yes. Now, look, some people, what they do to get tax back is lease a car at like 7 8 9% and get their money back. Don't do that. It's silly. You want to get tax back on an asset's going to go up in value. Cars Absolutely. go down in value. So you want to you want to be smart with getting your tax back. Getting your tax back on a on an asset that's going down in value doesn't really make sense at all. You're crazy. <laughs> yep. So look. So Finny fan, that was tonight's episode was basically look, for you I'm hoping, asking how you get your tax I'm back. I'm hoping Finny fan's a fan. <laughs> Hope we've answered your question well and truly. That's right. I do have another subject, but maybe we'll save that for next week's episode. Oh, look, we've got a few minutes. Um, if you want to ask another question, we've got a few minutes, but you're right. We're gonna... Well, George, I think everyone's really curious. Tell us the story about the elephant. Okay, the elephant. And this, this is important because the elephant is an interesting metaphor. And this is a true thing. So what happens is in circuses, what they do is they get a baby elephant. Okay. And they put a little thing around its ankle and put a chain and a stake in the ground. You mean a rope they tie it? Chain. Oh, chain. Yep, because yeah. the rope. They put a chain around it and then they put a stake in the ground, quite mm -hmm. deep, like half a metre. So when the elephant tries to pull, it can't get away. Mm -hmm. And that teaches the elephant to stay in the same place. And I know it's cruel and I'm not suggesting it's a good thing, but that's just the way it is. We're not promoting this. Not promoting. This is just a yeah. story. Anyway, no elephants were harmed during this story. This story. <laughs> anyway, so then what happens is the elephant gets, grows up and gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And they still use the same stake to keep the elephant in. Now, elephants that are adult, they're massive beasts that are very strong. Yes. This elephant could easily lift its foot up and just pull out and just go wherever it wanted to. And when they go crazy, sometimes they do. But 99% of the time, even when they're adult, they put the little chain on mm -hmm. the stake. 
the elephant doesn't move because it's been conditioned. Conditioned, yeah. And this is a metaphor for your mind because what happens is we're conditioned for our mind to be stuck in our little comfort zone and getting out is very difficult and we think we can't do it, mm. right? However, you can. You can do it. You can get out of your comfort zone. And talking about comfort zone and getting out of comfort zone, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a challenge next month. Awesome. Okay. So what's happening is we're having a challenge next month and I call it the Freedom Through Property Challenge. Yes. So we're doing a challenge and it's going to be a live challenge. And basically, you know, thank you for watching us tonight and each Wednesday night. But what I want to do is, you know, sometimes you need more concentrated effort. Mm. Now imagine being with me every night. Live. <laughs> I won't get jealous. <laughs> live. Me teaching you property investing. Now, I normally charge $50,000 for a platinum membership for me to be a coach for a year, right? And, you know, to have a one-on-one -on -one with me would cost you $500 to have a meeting for one hour. And I'm doing this challenge next month for $97 and you get me for 14 days. Awesome. For 97. Now, how cheap is that? Now, the thing is, we've got limited seating because, because of the hands-on nature. I can only have a certain amount of people. Who are limited seating. But if you're interested in doing a challenge, if you want to come and do it live with me, if, you re if you're serious about property, because this is the deal. Really, when it comes to property, when it comes to passive income and financial freedom and lifestyle, property is where it's at. That's the fact of it. And if you're not investing in property, if you're not replacing income through property, you're seriously missing out. And sorry about the FOMO, but it's true. You're going to miss out. And the fact of it is, if you're serious about this and you don't want to miss out and you haven't done it before, you really need to do this, you know? Yeah. And what I'd suggest you do is just type in below challenge and I'll personally send you a message, invite you along. We'll DM you. Right? We'll I'll slide into your DMs. We're going to send you a DM and it's $97, but also... If I'm, you want George to slide into your DMS. Comment right. below. Exactly. What's the and word that we're commenting? Challenge. Challenge. And also, look, this is the deal. It's $97, and you get me for 14 days every night. And it's a live challenge. We've got a hot That's seat. That's a good price. Now. Yes. Guys, yes. I can attest to good value for <laughs> oh, that. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is the deal, though. Um, what I'm going to do is really, I'm going, to, I'm going to be guaranteeing this. If it's not the best use of your time and money you've ever done, I'll just give you money back, right? No but risk. I, 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 I've only had one person ask for their money back, and it's true. It happened a while ago, and I gave it back to them. And mm. I don't care. I don't mind. It's $97. doesn't really, it doesn't faze me. I don't think $97 is going to make me richer or poorer. But it's not going to maybe change my life. But seriously, it might change your life. And Absolutely. it probably will. It probably will. Because then if you do the Freedom Free Property Challenge, you create a game plan and be really clear in where you want to go and what you want to do. And... The reason I'm promoting the challenge is because I really want to get 10,000 people to be empowered to create wealth through property. Absolutely. And I think for the challenge, I can do that. And I want to get a group of like-minded people. So I'm looking for 10 people, right? 10 people to comment below. We'd and love say, hey, to help you become successful property investors. Take what you're doing to the next level if you're currently investing in property. There's so many people who you know, are currently investing in property who were maybe losing money, like $16 a week, and now... I've tweaked their portfolio and now they're positive $54 a week. So there's so much I can do, even if you're a current investor, to get you to that next level. Look, we had one couple do the challenge and afterwards they saved $58,000 a year 
on their finance. That's awesome. Now, they'll cash flow. That's amazing, really. And the thing is, look, this is the deal. You know, have you heard um, Mission Impossible? This is like Mission Impossible. Should you want to accept the challenge, type in challenge, because we're going to get you to accept the challenge. It's Mission Impossible. We're going to teach you how to become like Tom Cruise, but the Tom Cruise of property investing. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're on our podcast, please join us on our Facebook Live so we can check you out. If you're on our Facebook, join our podcast. So that way, while you're driving, you can have a listen to a bit of Absolutely. motivation about property and have a bit of fun. Guys, we really look forward to seeing you on that challenge. And I love the fact that we're going to be able to help you create a passive income through property. It's going to be very exciting. So yeah. look, I'd love to see you there live. It's going to be great. It's a live challenge. Comment challenge Hands below. Comment. And also, guys, um, we've got something very interesting next Wednesday. So look, Ooh. we're doing something different. I don't know about this. So this is a surprise yeah, to me. No, no. I've asked Christina already. And she doesn't remember what I've asked her to do, but we're going to be doing something next Wednesday. Yes, I have. Next we're doing something okay. next Wednesday night. It's a bit out of our comfort zone. And we're going to do it. So I'd like you to join us next Wednesday. Make sure you put in your calendar. A special surprise. It's going to be a special surprise. <laughs> you may like it, you may not like it, but it doesn't matter. We're going to do it anyway, right? And um, look forward to it. So thank you for joining us. Really, one of my favourite nights of the week is Wednesday night when I connect with all you guys. We love doing this. We love having a chat with you guys. And I love just, you know, connecting and answering all your comments as well. So until next Wednesday, guys. Look, so what I want to do is just say I'm very grateful, everyone. Thank you. I'm grateful to you. Thank you for joining us. You're awesome. You're welcome, high George. Five. And a Thanks, high five. Well, there's a high five coming through the airwaves to you. If you're listening to the podcast, imagine a high five. I'm high fiving you. And if you can see me on Facebook, I am. Enjoy your night. Bye bye. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful. And please join our tribe of purpose driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note we have a multi million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.